Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Free Mind, Mind Podcast. 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 Are the stars I don't know if it's cloudy or bright. All right, all right. Well, here in the studio, uh, plowing through life month again. Good old life month this month, and so uh, um, I want to hop into this uh, issue. We talked about the the, the pre Pride Month pregame on the last episode, so now we're into the game, maybe first quarter, um, and stuff. You know, has been uh, popping off. You know, you can see all the companies left and like all over the place just going nuts with the stuff there were a couple encouraging things though and i'm i haven't gotten the confirmation on this yet but there are a couple companies that that put the the flag up and i think they got so much pushback they took it down like the the next day or moved it to the back of the store at least target yeah they moved their stuff so we were like no i keep going like Mm -hmm. keep driving this thing home um and and you know we talked about this last time we are we're resisting the movement we're resisting these elites up top and that's kind of what i want to go into a little bit of in this podcast because we 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 hinted at that last time like how is all this coordination taking place right yeah and um you know it's like man is it just does it happen to be that all all of the sudden in the last two years all the heads of these companies just ideologically bought into the whole woke ideology into the lgbtq plus ideology it's possible because it has you know it has really come to a a fever pitch place but it seems more coordinated than that it seems more um planned than than just these all these people agreeing fast it feels like the speed is like from second gear to seventh gear and it's like wow whoa wait what what pride mother wait what kids what pride it's just so fast so much i mean you look up there's another company promoting it everywhere right? children yeah so i just find that really really interesting why kids i just think this warrior push towards the children i mean just we need to really think that through because you know it's it's one thing for adults, but they they mean business. Yeah, the kids. I mean, baby clothing, baby clothing. Well, they're coming after the. And I was going to actually play this later, but since you brought okay. that up, which is fine. Sure. I I don't know if you saw this today, but it was uh, floating in the Twitter world. Let me pull this up real quick. And if you're watching, you'll be able to oh, see it. But yes. Um, let me rewind it here. So kids are. I guess they're walking into their school here, um, and they're being greeted by these people that maybe teachers dressed up in pride paraphernalia gear. They got the unicorn hat off with the gender unicorn thing. So all these kids, it's like happy pride month coming in. Oh, it's all over the place. Playing. Uh, Walking under the rainbow, J- Justin Timberlake song. So this is, as far as I know, this is public school. Yeah. I don't know for sure, but. And yeah. so, yeah, I think it is because this is Waterboy. He's from. Uh, this is one of the uh, contributors to the um, Cross Politic podcast okay. out, and he's a part of Douglas Wilson's church in Moscow, Idaho. Okay. And he said this is the only religion allowed in public schools. Oof. See. 
And that's an important point to recognize. I'm, I'm going to do a whole podcast on that before the end of Pride Month, like how it is an opposing religion. It's an opposing worldview. It's um, the whole, you know, queer theory movement, but the whole LGBTQ thing, it is a it's a religion. And they, they put a flag down. It's almost like a nation. It's an mm-hmm. opposition to everything. And it's very uh, strategic. And, you know, any any old school dictator or person who, you know, knew how to transform societies and, and bring about a political revolution and all that kind of stuff. They knew you had to target the kids. Hitler okay. talks about that. Everybody, you know, they, they, that was just, I mean, that's that's been known. I mean, you see that even in the book of Daniel, right? Nebuchadnezzar takes sure. over. He's like, you bring pull the kids in, you, you form kids, their yeah. minds. And, um, you know, this is, yeah, yeah, this is like, you know, statism 101. Cool. Um, Gosh. And it's really sad, you know, and that's why it won't do at this point to duck out of the culture war. Like it's for love of these kids. It's for it's for the love of those people who are being victimized by this propaganda. Yeah. And now I do uh, what I, what I want to um, kind of bring into this podcast episode as well is talking about the coordination, I, I, I found a couple spots to pull it together in a, in kind of a okay. fun way. Uh, so I'm going to play this for you guys too. And like I said, if you can watch this, it, it can help. But if not, I'll try to um, try to list what's going on. But this is from a, another podcast and they have an interesting thing that this lady's talking about. Only about 1.5% of the entire world's population uh, uh, sorry, I listened to it on super fast speed. <laughs> Let me so go. Fast. Gosh. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let me go to seventeen right here. Only about 1.5% of the entire world's population identifies as transgender. And yet every target across the U.S. is now selling tuck your junk swimsuits. Obviously, they're not going to sell. There's just not enough of a market for it. Why are they doing this? Listen up. Why are so many companies going woke? There had to be some reason. And after some digging, I found it. The CEI, Corporate Equality Index, aka the Woke Credit Score. It's a made-up score based on how much a company is pushing woke issues. And who made up and gives this score? An organization called the HRC, a massive political lobbying group. Apparently, HRC sends representatives to corporations every year, telling them the kind of stuff they have to make visible at the company, give them a list of demands, and if they don't follow through, there's a threat that they won't keep their CEI credit score. And why do companies even care about this made-up woke credit rating? If they get a bad score, then the woke investor funds start putting pressure on the boards. Woke activists are mobilized out in the streets. Advertising campaigns are shut down. Anyone that continues to do business with them will also be penalized. This is fascism. Don't play their game. Don't get their investment. And who is funding the HRC? Surprise, surprise, it's George Soros' Open Society Foundation. Now, this HRC has introduced this arbitrary credit rating to everything. States, municipalities, and even schools. Imagine that. There are people who are deciding what credit score an individual school can get. They threaten them by having these big funds withhold investments into them. Yeah. Huh. So, um, interesting. yeah, that's interesting. Uh, so that's that's one aspect that, that seems like it's... Um, you know, got some stuff to it. I, I, I'll try to link these to the bottom. So if you want, if you're interested in kind of chasing these down, but you have that, you also have the ESG. If you haven't heard of the ESG, that's something it. that's worth um, looking okay. up as well. But this is something, uh, you know, roughly it's, it's that same kind of thing. It's this board that has, I, I don't know if you remember um, a long time ago, we were talking about, there was this website that Stephen brought up and it was, it was tracking all the churches and their oh, views yeah. about LGBTQ uh-huh. issues. I and I forget the name of the website, 
But the ESG is something that, that um, in the same way that guy was just describing, it, it collects the data for these companies and it actually can penalize them. And, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, don't quote me on this, but I think the ESG is connected with the um, World Economic Forum. And so it has a lot to do with these businesses and, and even uh, financial um, penalties, uh, what they push, all this kind of stuff. So it's very much, uh, it is centralized. In other words, it is coordinated. And there are many different um, coordinating pieces to this puzzle. If I can, uh, did you wh- did you have any thoughts on that, babe, before I move to this no, next I one? No, I just, I mean, just all of a sudden, the pressure must be on from these companies to, yeah. to get their scores up because... Uh, I don't know if they're just more expressive during Pride Month, but right. I just I've not heard of that before. Yeah. But it's it's just the push is just so strong right now. It's so over the top, and it's like okay, so how did they get all these companies on board? Yeah. So it's it's a fear. Well, it's, it's sort of tactic. like you know in in the the secular world they have their liturgical calendar too. It's like an antichrist, <laughs> anti-Christian okay. liturgical calendar, but they have their pushes, and you know so like when we do a song, we'll. Sometimes we'll in advance we'll think, okay, we want to push this song this week, and we'll put all of our effort okay. and resources into doing it because you want momentum, you want it to snowball, you I don't see. want scattered effort. Mm. So I think this this all these month, a lot of these month liturgical quote unquote celebrations are put on by these progressive um, companies. In that case, you have the Open Society Foundation, but you have these guys that are pushing it, and they do it strategically. It's not scattered, so they have a month where they ramp it up. Okay. And every year they push it more and more. Like it gets crazier each summer. Obviously, um, okay. targets the kids more specifically. This year they kind of overplayed their hand with that in the target case and the Satanism thing. But they've been when you look back, they're doing it year by year. And it's so not I, out of the blue. And I wonder if the payoff is better to have a high score because they're losing money. People are withdrawing their like their support, and so is it like nine million or nine billion dollars that Target has yeah. lost so far? And I wonder is is it worth it it must right. be because they're they're well they're responding they did yeah, push so, it back to the back of the store so it'll, well, it remains it we'll see yeah, what yeah, happens we'll see what happens I, th- I think one thing i heard today it was very true it's like they, they brought up is like How the progressivist movement has a bunch of billionaires like oh. george soros is like the clear you know here's the 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 bad guy when you open up the magazine but there's a t- there's a lot like him okay. there's not as many on the conservative side they're willing to push the same thing um, but the leftist progressivism tends to be real ideological and a lot of these billionaires are fully invested as their it is their religion I see and so for in many cases like it takes it's gonna in best case scenario it's gonna take a lot to combat that but it looks like we like we're making some progress against those people be otherwise. I don't think you would see any reaction from Budweiser firing, you know, the ah. person like otherwise they just keep rolling and, and not, not even look back. But I but I do think there is it, it it takes a concerted and clear, coordinated effort on our part because of what's behind the other side, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So here's one more uh, video I want to play real quick if I can. Let's see. Um, I might have to wait till it um, loops back here, but this is on. This is something I just saw floating around today. I couldn't find the video by itself, um, but here's the other. This other lady's going to be talking about it. But this is Larry Fink, right? So he's the. I believe he's the CEO of BlackRock. Okay. And if you haven't researched them, it's um it's pretty crazy. So listen. I don't think we're gonna, we're asking companies. 
uh, you have to force behaviors, and at BlackRock we are forcing behaviors. What we are doing internally is if you don't achieve these levels of impact, it, your compensation could be impacted, okay? You have to force behaviors. And if you don't force behaviors, whether it's gender or race or just any way you want to say the composition of your team. Like we've been trying to tell you guys, all these companies are owned by somebody else and somebody else is pushing this agenda. So you can either continue to fund it knowing this is what they're pushing, this is what they're doing. I mean, there's so much proof it's not even funny. Or you can stop funding it. Seriously. So, dang it, that's crazy. So, BlackRock is in everything. Like, they, and they, I mean, like, when you talk about money, they got money for, for days. I don't know if you remember Scrooge McDuck uh, cartoon where he used to go swimming in the money pit. <laughs> he did the backstrokes <laughs> and his gold coins. But, Jeez. no, did you have anything you wanted to say? No, just it was what he said was just so alarming and so crazy. That that should alarm everyone. That should be like the most offensive thing. <laughs> but we're like, oh, oh home, right. whatever. Pride Month, whatever. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> you know, the folks, the support pride should be offended by that. Just everyone should be offended by that. It's just crazy. It's crazy, right? So yeah. yeah so Larry Fink, again, CEO of BlackRock Entertainment, and and when wow. you hear his words, he's saying he's saying you know race and gender. You can read that clearly as what he's talking about is not race and gender. He's talking about critical theory, critical yes. race theory, and LGBTQ ideology. Honestly, so he's saying if he so and I watched the I couldn't find the longer interview. I watched and it, this just came out I think in the past twenty hours or so. Okay. This interview or just popped on the scene. I don't know when when exactly how recent it was, but I just saw it floating around. And he was saying they punish these companies financially if they don't if they don't meet their whatever their goals are, and those goals can be and implementing things like you see at Target, things like you see at Disney, um, hiring certain uh, tokens of groups and all this kind of kinds of things. So he he said out loud what we know what we've known to be true, but now it's there for everybody to see. So it, again, the coordinated Woo! effort. I, I would That's encourage crazy. you look look up BlackRock and see how much they have their hands in. They're just one piece of a of a bigger puzzle. So, and you know it's 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 sad. You know I have liked Target's product, but now I'm confronted with a character choice, an issue. It's like, you know, what am I going to do? Am I, you know, and I'm not telling anybody what to do, but it's like you, you reach a point where you're like, you know what? I know what this does, supporting this company. Yeah. And um, like someone said earlier, I can't remember what interview, but it's like, you know, boycotting something may or may not work, but right now we see he said that, it's effective. Yes, to not in support. this case, like it in seems to case, be working. It seems like effective to not support it, to push back, to to show the elites that no, you can't push behavior on right. us. We are adults. We are mature. We are thinking people. We're not robots. We're not animals. We have a conscience, and we are um, we're thinking people. We're Christians. We're law abiding citizens, but we are we answer to a higher power, and we process things to see if it lines up with our God, not you. Right. And that, and when you think of this, so, you know, I talked about this many times last week as well. When we, Nerva and I even come across someone, you know, that say, man, I, I'm struggling in this area. Yeah. It's a whole different conversation. 
For sure. Now, it's still like, here's what the Bible says, and here's how we all have to deal with sin. Here's how we have to crucify the flesh yeah. and kill the deeds of the flesh, put to death those things. Um, but it's a way different tone. It's a different. But when we're facing the Larry Finks of the world and the George Soroses, th- those are the guys behind this garbage that's being shoved down our throats day in and day out. I, I just saw uh, Bank of America. You know, they did this whole pride thing, and mm-hmm. so they don't. The Bank of America doesn't care about these people that are struggling with this. They don't care about the devastating sure. effects that it's having on people and families and all these sure. things. They're being pressured from the top down by guys mm-hmm. like Larry Fink. And so that is the target. Those are the the people that are personifying this wicked agenda that are taking on. They're 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 puppets and yeah. children of the devil in a sense. Like when Jesus said, yeah, you know, captive. those on the side they're of truth captive. listen to me. But as it is, he said, your father is a deceiver from the beginning. Um, that's who they're under right now yeah. as children of Satan. And that sounds crazy, but it's it's true. And I think hey, you could see it's it. Obvious. <laughs> In a way that we've never seen it before. They're pushing it. They're hiring folks that believe it to push this movement. And so, yeah, it's very sad, very dark. Right. And so one of the things like that we have to consider as Christians is like, what do we do with that? You know, if you work for these corporations, Mm. um, you have... um, you know, people were even call, calling out Joanna Gaines, for instance, because all their line is at Target. Oh, my god! And they're like, man, are you guys going to say anything? You know, are you that's just going to swallow the whistle? Holy you know smokes, what I'm saying? That's true. Magnolia Farms. Right. Products so, that I man, love. See, it's so hard. It's, it's a like, good man. question. And, um, you know, kind of related to that, this, this, uh, this past week, another thing blew up with Chick-fil-A. Oh, okay. And they, there. I think oh, it was a guy right. that worked oh, there for gosh. many years, but they moved him over to be vice president of the diversity, equity, inclusion okay. um, branch. Maybe they started it or it was already there, but they rolled it out. Some, some sense it came to light this past week that uh, Chick-fil-A was putting this guy over diversity, equity, inclusion. And that's another one of those issues. You just, you, you see the capitulation. If you want, in in fact, go back and listen to our episode. And we, you know, we have loved many things about Chick-fil-A and, and the history and all, but, but I think they're, they're playing a dangerous game and, and it started a long time ago. And we pointed that out in these articles, and it, and it kind of blew up when they got rid of the donations to the Salvation Army, and uh, what was it? Uh, the 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 school group uh, athletes, Christ Fellowship of, Fellowship Christian, of Christian, Athletes. Christian Athletes. They athletes, pulled the yeah. funding because, and they started. Remember, remember back then we said you can't bow the knee to the LGBTQ mm-hmm. thing. You keep bowing like you, there's no way you can't give this ideology a move uh, 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 an inch. You can't give the Larry Finks of the world and these guys. You can't let them. Um, determine that stuff. And so now you have diversity, equity, inclusion, which is thoroughly Marxist and from root to fruit. Now, it's it's possible that maybe somewhere in the theoretical universe you could craft a, a DEI program that could, and you could get rid of the Marxist elements. I, I'll, I'll grant that that's theoretically possible, but I don't. I've, I haven't seen it happen once yet, where it hasn't been infused with elements of critical race theory, because that's what the program is birthed out of. The, the terms diversity, equity, inclusion have meanings that are connected Ooh, to boy, the Marxist, Marxist ideology okay. and, the, and all the curriculum that goes with it and everything. So now you have Chick Fil A taking on that, and, and it's like, okay, where's where's this going? And I think this is the time, again, We, it's like we're repeating history but going deep. Remember that time the football player 
came out and said something. Uh, and we had that debate, me and you and Steven, about whether he knew what he was getting into or not because he retracted. Drew oh. Brees, that whole deal. Oh, well, he brought the Bible to school. He did or something, something, yeah. And then I he and then he, he kind of like he kind of backtracked big time. And we were like, man, this was like it was it was super I that. I super cowardly. Um, in my view, I think you said, well, maybe he doesn't. Well, you were yeah, taking it was a perspective. Early on, I was thinking that it, he he was shocked to see the pushback he sure. received from. I guess promoting the Bible or yeah. bring it to school. I can't remember the particulars. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Long ago, it was long but, ago. but it's kind of like history is rhyming, right? Mm-hmm. But but the words get more intense. <laughs> oh, God, so this yeah. happened. I want to play this. Okay. Um, this was this past week, and a lot of people were posting this as well. But let me play this real quick. Close family members of mine, and I am truly sorry for that. Um, I just spoke with my teammates, took and shared with them my actions yesterday. I apologize with them. And as of right now, I'm using the Blue Jays resources to better educate myself, to make better decisions moving forward. Uh, the ballpark is for everybody. Uh, we include all fans at the ballpark, and we, and we want to welcome everybody. That's all. So, what has, what's this yeah, the, here's the context. So, Sam posted this. This is serious. Anthony Bass is a professing Christian. Mm-hmm. He shared a post supporting the Target boycott. Now he's apologizing for hurting the pride community and says he'll better educate, quote unquote, better yeah, educate himself. He's betraying scene. Jesus and his conscience. Pray for him. And I actually here uh, mm-hmm. strongly agree with Sam because, you know, that that's not what we need. There was a guy for the L.A. Dodgers, thankfully, that stood up and he stood up under it and he didn't budge. OK. And him. and I don't want to criticize I, I, this guy too much. I mean, that that pressure is enormous, but I want to give a model that we can look to and say, let's be like this other guy. Let's not do like this guy did here. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, you know, he we, even Peter <laughs> betrayed Christ and was restored. We pray this yeah. guy like truly repents of yeah. what he did here. But that is not that's not the model mm-hmm. for what God's calling us to. And that's and the pressure. Let me him. ask you this. Yeah. It's bowing to the the specifically is it what what he's doing is just giving in to the movement. Oh yeah. Yes. Okay. He's apologizing because he's saying, you know, they don't want to exclude anyone from coming to the ballpark, from no, coming no, no. to the games. What do you think? He he's posted doing? the target thing, and okay. now he's doing. He's they're saying you will bow the knee. Oh god. Like the music okay. is playing, the statue is up. You do use the bug oh, words. I'm gonna better at educate the sound myself. Of the music. Okay. Da da da. You know. So. Better educate it's, myself. Yeah. It, what is he gonna educate himself on? That's gonna that's gonna um, help him to see that it was wrong for him to resist Target's wicked push to indoctrinate Indeed. kids Indeed. into sexual Indeed. anarchy. Sure. What sure, is gonna sure, educate sure. himself yeah, on? Yeah. That's it. Um, a satanic doctrine of sexual anarchy is what he's gonna educate himself on, or he's just lying and giving in. Yeah. To the pressure now. This and I'm is a, sure it, that pressure is coming. From oh, somewhere. it's enormous! It's yeah. enormous. That's you could crazy. lose your job, and that's why you have to prepare. Like you have to prepare to do that. Mm. To yeah. To be willing to take that it's hit. That time. And um, I, I was listening to something about the the early church I- historical, you know, teaching on that. And and interestingly enough, in uh, the first, I think it was the first century. It was either first century or early second. No, it was first century. One of the Caesars, um, the 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 Roman leaders were begging in this one case the Christians just just accept like we we'll, we will we're good to add Jesus to our 
to our pantheon. Like one of the leaders even said, I have a statue of your Jesus and I pray to him every day. Like all I need you to do is come up under state control basically. And, and, and just, all you got to do is say Caesar is Lord alongside of it. You see that gotcha. trick? Yeah. Um, and they were, they were said, no, we would, we would die. Caesar is not Lord. Jesus is Lord. Come on. Come on. And this is another push in the same spirit. You've got to bow your knee to this satanic idol. idol of the LGBTQ ideology, which runs against the very fabric of the essential created order mm-hmm. that God made. And we just cannot give that thing an inch. So the, unfortunately, um, and I don't mean to be a downer, but I think we need to have our eyes open about what's going on, even in the conservative movement. Okay. If you want to grow in your confidence in knowing what you believe and why you believe it, if you want to ground your faith in biblical Christianity and step into who God has called you to be, I want to tell you about a great program put on by Impact 360, and it's called Propel. Propel is a one-week transformational leadership and discipleship experience where high school students gather together to be grounded in a biblical worldview as they learn how to follow Jesus, have a godly influence, learn how to disciple their peers, and boldly live out their faith in their daily lives. So they're having two sessions this summer. The first one is June 19th through the 25th, and the second one is June 26th through July 2nd. These programs fill up really quickly, and I promise you, you will not be disappointed. So we'll put the link below if you're interested in looking into it, and we'll see you this summer. Because we need to know as Christians, like when you go out there and you face these kinds of questions, you're going to get backlash. Know that in advance. Kind of have, you know. Yeah, don't be blindsided. Yeah, don't be blindsided by these things. Understand that that this is the, the cultural moment we're in when... Satan is working overtime, and he's using this tool as a clear way to to drive a wedge and, and bring Christianity to to boot it out of um, into the margins and out of the out of any realm of influence in the culture. Yeah, yeah. and um, you know, unfortunately, many of our many of our heroes are helping that, carrying water for that. Now, what I mean by you know heroes, I'm using that loosely, but I want to show you another another little clip here and i think this will be telling but um i don't know if you even saw this yet babe but this is at a charlie kirk turning point usa okay. thing this i think this was somewhat recent too so let me play this for you my question is largely directed to mr kirk because you were raised as a conservative part of the issue i see here is um what's your name rob yeah so you're saying oh this you're behind the times this isn't conservative well, we don't want centrists in the conservative movement. We want to retain our core values. Yeah, but here's we the thing. We don't want drag. But here's the thing. But here's the thing. It's not about what you want because here's the thing. The beauty, the beauty about social media. So just so you know, that, is- that question was being asked from the audience. This is a turning point event with Charlie Kirk, who okay. has done a lot of amazing things. You know, we've been following him the past couple of years, and I really like a lot of their stuff and a lot of his stuff. Okay. Well, he's on stage with a guy. I, I guess his name was Rob. Did he mm-hmm. say his name was Rob? So Rob is now talking. Uh, he's a black gentleman. I think he identifies as a practicing homosexual. Okay. And is speaking uh, at this turning point event with Charlie Kirk on the culture war. And so the guy was asking him basically like, hey, how is this consistent with conservatism to have Rob up here speaking and kind of, you know, ratifying a homosexual lifestyle? Interesting. Okay, so. And, um, yeah, the Jeffs. 
No, I don't. I don't okay, so yeah, let me But here's the thing. But here's the thing. Me and I can bring myself to the table. And it's not about what you want. It's about the, what the people want. And if there are enough people in this movement that, are say, that say, hey, Rob is cool, he's gay, whatever, it really doesn't matter what you think. You can say whatever you want, and you can believe, you can believe whatever you want to believe. But it's not going to stop me from doing what I'm doing. Get, get and it's not going to deplatform me. So, so my question is, again, it's directed to Mr. Kirk because he was raised as a conservative. Um, you know, as the guy before has said, you know, you've advocated for homosexuality, said that there's a place for the gay agenda within the conservative movement. My question is, uh, and you're also comfortable with transgenders and cross-dressers, I understand. Um, so my question is, is there, is there any, any point um, where conservatives should take a moral stance on Christian morality, or should we abandon it altogether? So in other words, what is TPUSA's, what is your brand of conservatism doing to actually conserve Christian morality? If we're ceding to the left on transgender, gay rights, gay marriage, we don't want that in conservatism. So you don't want him in the conservative movement? I just want to be very clear. Let's just be... So, so, you don't, so you don't want me in the movement? Hold on a sec. I want to be very clear. Just another Hold on a sec. It's interesting, right? You're bringing some very charged language. I'm going to try to calm down the temperature in the room yeah. so I can try to rationally understand an irrational position. Why should we, why should we, Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. So I'm a Christian. I believe the Bible is the greatest book ever to exist in the history of the world. And I believe Rob Smith has decency and dignity as an individual in the United States of America. Of Hold on a second. We're not a theocracy. We never have been. And you know what, and wait a minute, and wait a minute, let me hop in here, hold on, because I, I'm in it, he's addressing me. The thing, that, the thing that I don't understand, well, I'm addressing you, how about that? You don't even have the courage to address so the gay man on, on stage. So, 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 so the, the problem that I have with, um, as somebody that is a gay Christian, and this is the problem that I have, because my relationship with God and coming back into the church over the past year and a half is one of the greatest gifts that has been given to me in terms of being in this movement. So, so... So my question, and my question to everybody who tries to say that, oh, you shouldn't be, you know, Christian because you're gay. Why are you trying to turn people away from God? So if you love God and Christianity is so right, because I do love God. So why would you be trying to turn me away? Why would you be trying to turn me away from God? So we're, we're going to get another thing. And, and one thing that I don't do. And one thing that I. So. <laughs> that's new i've never seen that that's yeah. very interesting so Ooh. so this is a perfect example of progressives want to go off the cliff at 100 miles per hour and conservatives want to go off the same cliff at 50 miles per hour because he's basically i mean this person that tweeted this said charlie kurt did not answer the question posed to him about his support for homosexuality and transgenderism not rob as a person with dignity sure that wasn't the question. That's very... I, and the way he answered it was funny because that's how you would expect a leftist to answer, hmm. not Charlie Kirk. He says, oh, you won't even address the gay man. No, the question was about his organization as a conservative organization supporting yeah. not someone who struggles with homosexuality, someone who claims to be gay and actively living the lifestyle and love God and platforming them in this movement. 
So, so here's the uh, I see. same That's dude from Waterboy posts a number of issues that need to be addressed here. Charlie is deflecting and not answering the question. That's true. Mm-hmm. Number two, sure, you can be gay and vote Republican. And I would agree with that. Like, uh, you know, a political party can be made up of a bunch of co-belligerents that even disagree on fundamental things. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But here's what he said. But you shouldn't be a leader in the conservative movement. Um. In the Republican Party, moral standards matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, three, the new conservative movement needs older and wiser men to call out the errors and help channel the excitement and energy of this movement into faithful conservatism. Come on. I'm afraid this is not happening. I mean, didn't TP USA just host about 1,000 pastors at their conference? They did that. They, this same organization hosted a pastor's conference with a thousand pastors. And, and again, they've done a lot of amazing things, but this is a fair cr- criticism, I think, of this kind of thing that he's been doing more of. And this is not, okay. yeah, this is not in any way, um, it's definitely not biblical. Um, it's not conservative. Yeah. And so it's, um, it's, it's, it can be pol- politically pragmatic, and strategic, but that doesn't trump the other thing. And so I think the guy's question was actually good and needs to be answered by Charlie Kirk. Sure. And may, maybe, I don't know, maybe there's something is, he could say. Well, where we're, is the organization? We're just trying to win back power from the crazies. So this is our this is our method. I don't know, something like that. But yeah. number four, lastly, big tent does not mean a secular concept of morality, mm-hmm. which is what you see here. Big tent means you have a courageous and faithful leader who understands the centrality of Christ in politics and culture and can capture the trust and confidence of those who might disagree with him. As conservatives, we don't want to fall into the trap of diluting our principles grounded in the Bible. Instead, we should be casting a vision that strengthens our principles and demonstrates why they are the best principles for a thriving nation. Come on. And that's why this is an important question. We've been spending time on Christian nationalism because what is the grounding for laws? What is the grounding for a nation? And, you know, Charlie Kirk was t- saying, well, we're not a theocracy. But the problem is in one in the broader sense of that term, you are every nation is a theocracy. It just depends on which God. Mm-hmm. And so the secular God and, you know, I'm using that term loosely theocracy, but you if if you don't it's always by what standard where are you getting your standards from if you don't have a standard that's ultimately rooted in god then it's not a good standard mm-hmm. and so how do you build a con- how do you build a conservative political movement that's supposed to be principled and based on standards that's lost its grounding for that standard and goes directly against it and i think that's the problem and i do understand the practicality of what he's trying to do i just think it's um it's misguided and, ho- and hopefully you know i don't know i I thought that was very interesting. Um, and we're running out of time here, so I won't be able to spend a lot of time on this last part. But, ah, man, I wish we had more time. Maybe we'll we'll be able to get back into this in the future. But this was the Ted Cruz uh, tweet heard around the yeah. world <laughs> this past week. You guys have probably already uh, seen it. But so the Uganda law, I don't know if you uh, have been following that, but uh, they they basically signed in what's what many have called anti-gay legislation, and it's it includes the death penalty for aggravated homosexuality, aggravated. which is um, 
has has a specific so, meaning yeah. in the context. Mm-hmm. It, a lot of it, I think, when people heard what they're talking about, would be like, "Oh yeah, that makes sense." You know, raping, mm-hmm. you know, homosexual raping of kids or passing on AIDS and um, that kind of thing through that activity. Um, but anyway, so lots of responses to this. But the interesting thing was to see one of our so-called the 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 most the the most right of the mainstream federal politicians and Ted Cruz, right? Um, who's done a lot of good stuff and we've applauded him at many times, you know, in some ways I'm, I'm, he's been squishy on some things in my view, but for the most part, he's been one of the stronger guys, but here's what he wrote. This Uganda law is horrific and wrong. Any law criminalizing homosexuality or imposing the death penalty for aggravated homosexuality is grotesque and an abomination. So I'm read that again, just yes. in case you missed that. Any <laughs> law criminalizing, criminalizing homosexuality or imposing the death penalty for aggravated homosexuality, in this case, raping children, whatever, passing on you know, AIDS, is grotesque and an abomination. And he says, all civilized nations should join together in condemning this human rights abuse. Human rights. And then he hashtags LGBTQ. Ted Cruz. Jeez, what is going on? Um, that is so bizarre. Now I'm going to bring you to the old English Standard Version. <laughs> Leviticus 2013. If a man lies with a male, as with a woman, both of them have committed what? What does that say there? <laughs> An abomination. They shall surely be put to what? Death. Their blood is upon them. Now, even for someone who's not advocating that the Old Testament law would still apply in a context like America, so that would be most Baptists, um, probably everybody outside of the theonomist camp Mm -hmm. would say those laws, you can't really translate them into this context because that was specifically for Israel under the Old Covenant. Let's just accept that perspective for the moment. Even if that's the case... What Ted Cruz said was any law, not not any modern law, like any law criminalizing, oh, yeah. even criminalizing I homosexuality. Yeah. It like he's making a universal statement and he's calling that law an abomination that's grotesque Ooh. that all nations, all civilized nations should rise up and condemn. So many people pointed out that, you know, what Ted Cruz is doing here is calling good evil and evil good. And in essence, like he's saying that God's law that he gave to Israel was an abomination, not that the act was an abomination, like God said. So it's I mean, and there's so much more that that could be said um, from this. I mean, and and that's why I would encourage, like, and if you're listening to this and you you still want to get in that book club, we're going to be doing Mere Christendom for a couple months, maybe just a couple sessions, maybe a few sessions. But this is what we have to discuss. Like, we have to go into the details and we have to wrestle that out. Like, how does the Old Testament law apply to these times, to this nation? Does it apply? Is it, is it natural law? Should it be general equity, theonomy, all these kinds of things? Good questions. Yeah. But no matter what position you take, like Ted Cruz is clearly way off on this. Wow. Like not even yeah. not even kind of close. Like that's the kind of that his statement is an abomination. That's the kind of thing you expect on the <laughs> AOC on the AOC yeah. lips, not yeah. not Ted Cruz. And so and he it, 
he uh, he pulled up a New York Times article just as an aside <laughs> that he was referencing in this positively, oh, but that's that's just, that's just another funny thing. But um, I don't have time to to go in in through all that. But th- this was good. Joel Webin said. Uh, <laughs> He said, uh, take not brothers, take not brothers. I don't know who meant that. He said, this conservative is not calling sodomy an abomination, as the scripture explicitly says. Instead, he is He's calling the, the just, just penalty, penalty according to God's immutable <laughs> law an abomination. Wow. Um, you know, so people were, it, Toby Sumter said this, Ted, was God's law in the Old Testament ridiculous? Why why were the sodomy laws on American co- law codes for hundreds of years? Were those mm. ridiculous? Yeah, because they, they, there were laws in America's okay. history like that as well. Um, so he's been more indoctrinated by, you know, it's just funny yeah. to see someone like that take such a bad position. Like there's so many better things he could have, you know, questioned and, and, and actually gotten to like legitimate questions regarding that issue. But the way he said it was, I mean, pretty much as bad a tweet as you can make. So here's the Archbishop of Uganda. <laughs> this guy, I don't know a whole lot about him, but the little bit I know, I'm like, I wish I could bring him in to be our evangelical leader in the U.S. is uh, Dr. Stephen Kaz- Kazimba. Um, the Archbishop, I won't read this whole thing, but of Uganda has expressed his church's gratitude for a hardline anti-homosexuality law in the country approved this week. International organizations and political figures described themselves as appalled by the new law. Mm. Now listen to this. Homosexuality was already illegal in Uganda, but the new law introduces new offenses such as the promotion of homosexuality and harsher punishments, including the death penalty for aggravated, quote-unquote, aggravated offenses. And and again, you can go and look at the law, but it's it's pretty Mm -hmm. gruesome stuff that is defined under that heading. So... um, I want to, let's see if he's speaking here. I think this is him. Let me see the statement that he made. Uh, oh, this, read that last paragraph. He reiterates his belief. Where's that at, babe? Right there, You're, right above right, Oh, okay. He reiterates his belief expressed previously in his Easter message that homosexuality is, quote, currently a challenge in Uganda because it's being forced on us by outside foreign actors against our will, against our culture, and against our religious beliefs. Come on, see. Against our will, our culture, and religious beliefs from the outside. (laughs) So this is a perfect example of LGBTQ ideology coming from the West who— pretends to be anti-colonization preach Co- trying to colonize these african nations yes. into their warped mindset preach. Oh, that's so you so have nice. it, it always eats itself up like here you have wokeism going toe-to-toe with what? lgbtq Q. ideology yeah. and and guess who won <laughs> yes Sexual anarchy wins mm-hmm. over, and that's basically what happened with BLM. It was a transgender movement from the beginning. It was a Marxist mm-hmm. transgender movement from the beginning. They used black people to push this idea, and then kicked them out of the car as soon as they didn't need You've them. You've not anymore. heard about anything. It's been about transgender this whole time. Yet, 
if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. Right, exactly. You know, if you're not transgender, actually, yes. is what he really should have said. Right, right. <laughs> That's um, crazy. So it says, Dr. Kazimba praises Ugandan lawmakers for crafting the new law, which he said offered greater protection of children through strong anti-grooming measures. This is his word, strong okay. restrictions on promotion and protection of children by not allowing those convicted under the act to be employed in organizations that work directly with children. That's just common sense that we don't have over mm-hmm. here. Is that You see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. He goes on. He said they disguise themselves as human rights activists but are corrupting real human rights by adding LGBTQ to their agenda. And he adds... There is no moral equivalence between LGBTQ relationships, which cannot procreate, he said, <laughs> and lifelong heterosexual monogamous marriage. Come on. And he even goes on to blame homosexuality. They say it appears he blames it for the decline of many developed countries. Hmm. He says those countries that legalized homosexuality a long time ago have seen a long time decline in their population growth. In fact, many of those countries are now faced with the problem of negative population growth. Negative population growth leads to the collapse of countries, cultures, civilizations, and economies. And if you look up the, uh, the Global Sexual Revolution book, they, they note how this was actually part of the plan of many people, including the to UN, to yeah. depopulate okay. certain nations. through the, by This will be plan. one part of the agenda, not the whole thing, but this was one part of the agenda. Um, he ends his statement with general remarks about sexual temptation, he said, we must recognize we also have major challenges in our families and communities with heterosexual immorality. Many of the people loudly protesting against homosexuality are quietly fornicating or betraying their spouse through gender-based violence, adultery, or defiling oh my gosh, their own so children. Um, so he's, you know, they're, they're trying to actually implement positive laws so and awesome. for, for, for sexual ethics in a, in a good, godly way. Mm-hmm. And I just think this is so ironic. And, you know, so many people responding, Uganda, uh, no, Uganda forever. And it was Come like, on. you know, that was one of the hashtags. <laughs> That's great. And you went there. Oh, I loved it to visit it was some years ago with the worship team. And it was it was great. I mean, you know, you said thousands right out in the field. Oh, you were with Chris Tomlin. It was, and a, it was like, uh, a worship conference. It was the. Um, Regionals for uh, passion. the Passion Regionals. This was a long, long time yeah, ago, though. Ten but, years yeah, ago. College students from, I mean, it was at least 20,000 of them out there just worshiping and praising God. It was yeah, powerful. Man. And so it's just good to see that they have good, strong moral leadership, godly leadership, just trying to preserve. You could just tell he just loves his nation because he cares enough to guide them in the right direction. A godly direction, so. No, for sure. Oh, and I forgot to read this one. The U.S. President Joe Biden said described the legislation as a violation and suggested that Uganda would risk losing aid in trade deals if it was not repealed. So a a subtle threat there. Now, isn't this perfect? That's really interesting. That's who the evangelicals for Biden wanted, the the so-called woke, I'm for black people, evangelicals for Biden. See, this is all, it all falls apart, man. It's just, it's, it's really a joke. If you ain't black, you ain't vote this guy. <laughs> and so, you know, it's like this This is just the perfect case scenario. But, but I love it, man. I love the fact that, you know, the African leaders were the ones really trying to rescue the United Methodist Church that was becoming apostate on this issue as well. And they were saying, no, we're not going with you all on that. Uh, now the African nations are showing us what real Christian nationalism <laughs> looks like. <laughs> 
great. <laughs> you can't make so, anyways, uh, yeah, man. God is just brilliant. I he's good. It. He is good, man. I love God it. He's 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 a brilliant a thought. Uganda, come on, represent. Come on, re- represent. And so um, fearlessly. Yeah, man. Just fearless. I love that. Yeah. And, okay. you know, some people might be listening as like appalled, like you want to kill gay people. Like That's if you look not, at the bill, no. it's it's not it's not what it's being presented as. Um, but it, it it needs to challenge us because many of us have become like Ted Cruz. And we've been catechized in this idea yeah. that um, that gay rights, quote unquote, are something that should be respected in a civilized nation. And we have to ask by what standard? Um, and that's what we want to dive into in our book study with Mir Christendom. So, anyways, thank you guys so much for hanging with us this week, and we will uh, see you next time. <laughs>